This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs is brought to you by Heroes for Healthy Pets. We're passionate about your pet's health and iHeartDogs.com. Hey, dog lovers. Welcome to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and longtime dog lover. Today is an extra special day for me because I have my friend, Dr. Marty Becker, and he is going to talk with us about his new book, From Fearful to Fear Free. Now, Marty is a personal friend of mine because he and I share a very similar passion about making life better for animals and for the people that care about them. After we hear a quick word from our sponsors, we'll be right back with Dr. Marty Becker. Hey, cat people. Litter box smells always on your mind. Think about your cat, not the box, with World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that delivers big odor control in a tiny package. World's Best Cat Litter harnesses the concentrated power of corn to trap odors deep inside the litter. Ready to knock out smells and use less litter? Find World's Best Cat Litter at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dog. And today I have Dr. Marty Becker. Hi, Dr. Becker. Welcome. Hello, friends. Always good to talk to you. Well, I'm super excited about this book because it's it's like the Bible of Fear Free, and I help it'll help spread the word of what we want to get out to pet owners to make their lives better and their dogs' lives better. So can we talk a little bit about the book? Well, you know, I, I think it's kind of a if I'm going to be honest, I've written 25 books and I've sold over 8 million books and had three New York Times bestsellers. And some of those were imitation, when I, not imitation books, but let's say your dog, the owner's manual or your cat, the owner's manual. There's 500 other copies out there, 500 other titles of something that talks about how to raise a dog. You can find lots of stuff online about raising a puppy or raising a kitten or about health questions. But there was really nothing about the emotional well-being of animals. And so that's what sparked writing from fearful to fear free. Joined with two boarded veterinary behaviorists. So, you know, Dr. Prim, you've been involved with fear free from the start. And, and being a veterinarian, you know that there are boarded veterinary behaviorists. But I think most people listening would be shocked that there's 75 boarded veterinary behaviorists in the world. Uh, 59 are part of the Fear Free movement, and two of them are my co-authors, along with a, a very well-known trainer, uh, my daughter, Mikkel Becker. So it's neat to see their education, their experience, their training, and plus what we've been able to ferret out through the Fear Free movement to have it into a book that helps people, whether your pet has thunderstorm phobias or Fourth of July noise issues, is has separation anxiety, lease aggression, any of these things before that we either thought was just like, you know, the collateral damage of having a dog or that there was nothing the veterinarian could do when your dog was suffering. 
from thunderstorms or separation anxiety, now let them know that the book is a solution and also going to your veterinarian for some of these amazing new products is a solution. It maybe doesn't stand out to everyone that is listening that there are only 75 animal behaviorists, veterinary boarded behaviorists. In comparison to the numbers of other types of doctors we have, that is really pretty amazing and that you have two of them to help you with this book and that Fear Free has most of them on board. That is really awesome and I I love that. I just wanted to make sure that everybody understands that's not very many in the world, but we have so many of them on board with this initiative. Well, and we also have, there's something called a Certified Applied Animal Behaviors, which is the PhD equivalent. And there's 23 of those. There's only 36 in North America. 23 of those are on there. So the head of animal cognition at Duke, Brian Hare, Alexander Horowitz. She wrote the number one New York Times bestseller, Inside of a Dog, but she's the head of animal cognition lab at Barnard, is on. We have the head of ethology at MIT. We have... Temple Grandin, who is when you're speaking of just behavior, and you happen to know her personally, as do I, Dr. Prim, and of all these 270-some people on the Fear Free Advisory Group, she's probably the only the one that's truly gifted and has taught us a lot about you know what we're doing wrong with pets in practice and also doing wrong with pets in our home. And I think another good thing about this book is we talk a lot about enrichment activities. And so it's not just good enough to, you know, prevent to reduce fear, anxiety, and stress, but we also have got to increase enrichment. And a parallel I would draw, you know, now learning a lot about emotional well-being of animals from our boarded behaviors and other people is a pet is about like a one or two-year-old child. And if you have a one or two-year-old child or a grandchild or a nephew or niece or, or your friends have somebody, you can't explain why a procedure benefits them. If they've got a sore ear and might have to have tubes, they don't understand why it benefits them. They just know the pain and the discomfort. If they have a sore tooth, again, fear, anxiety, and stress, don't know why going to the dentist helps them. And the other thing, they don't have the anticipation or the expectation of the relief of pain, even if it's moments away. I had a guy working at our house recently and he had a grinder going and he shot a little piece of a metal flake, bounced off his cheek and went up into his eye. Well, he it hurts like crazy, but he knows if he goes to the ophthalmologist that they'll use something to pull the little metal shard out of his eye and then give him something to make his eye feel better. Your child, if they have the same thing, they have no idea that going to the optometrist is going to benefit them or in moments from now, they'll deaden the eye and give them some kind of painkiller. So really our pets, when they they go to the vet or they go to groomer, all they know are the unhappy experiences. And and I think you, as I got to cheerlead you a little bit, the world's first fear-free certified veterinarian. Actually, the first fear-free certified anybody in the world is Dr. Catherine Prim. And you've seen over these years where before pet owners would have to drag their pet into the vet clinic and now... We have the dog dragging the pet owner into the clinic because we reduce fear, anxiety, and stress, use a lot of food rewards, and make it a happy place to go to. Well, I have seen a huge benefit to it, and that's why I'm so passionate about it because I think it makes me happy for my patients to love me, and it makes the owners happy for my patients to love me, and it's really a win for everybody. But I think that this book is so wonderful because it gives everybody some hints and some tips and some things to try and insights into what's going on in their pet's brain. So could we talk a little bit about the effects of fear on the brain of pets? 
Well, you know, there's a little thing in the brain, deep in the brain called the amygdala. It's about the size of an almond. It's tiny. I don't know how that can store so much bad information. And some people seem to store more bad information than others. But for me personally, it would like to forget that my mom and dad used to argue about getting a divorce while I was six or eight feet away, huddled in my bedroom, crying while they're in the kitchen, screaming at each other, yelling. It would like to forget two or three car accidents I was in. It'd like to forget a painful breakup with a girlfriend. It would like to forget my granddaughter being diagnosed with RSV virus, and we didn't know if she was going to make it. It would like to forget the loss of pets. I mean, I could go on and on, but this this amygdala stores all these things that happen. And so if a dog goes into the hospital with a sore ear, sore gums, or been in a dog fight, or skin infection, you know, an eye that's been scratched or anything, they store these memories of fear. And fear is caused by something painful or something disturbing. So the pain can be placement of a catheter, just moving a limb that is painful, touching skin that is sore, or something disturbing. So like getting your nails trimmed too short, that's pain. Then seeing the nail trimmers is something disturbing. Getting on the getting on the table and getting a, a vaccine that's been botched or something where it caused pain and they turn around. Now just seeing the syringe the next time they come in can cause them to have fear, anxiety, and stress. And I want to draw an analogy here. I was on an airplane recently, and the people in first class never look up. They, I used to call it the BlackBerry prayer when people all had Blackberries, but now it's just the mobile phone prayer. So you get on, everybody in first class has their head bowed like they're praying, but it's looking at a mobile phone. There was a baby ahead of me crying. And with the baby crying, everybody looked up. Oh, what's the matter? Is it upset stomach, gas, hungry, tired, need a nap? dirty diaper. Everybody wants to, you got to fix this, you know, calm this poor child and make it happy again. Well, pets are that way, whether it's freaking out from the thunderstorm or the 4th of July, or just walking by an aggressive dog or being on the patio at Starbucks with other dogs that are intimidating it, or it's going to a veterinary hospital or groomer, they're crying. Once you understand the signs of fear, anxiety, and stress, you know it. And then the great thing is, I guess well, you, you have an obligation to fix it, just like you would for a child. And the great thing is, those of us in the veterinary profession now have a lot of solutions that a team of people have come up with to what we call taking the pet out of petrified and putting them back into veterinary practices where they belong. So a lot of people, and I hear this a lot in my practice, are a little bit confused about the role that training can play in having a well-adjusted, happy, fear-free dog. And so I'd like to talk with you a little bit about how the brain develops and places where pet owners can make an impact on that. Could you maybe share with us some of your opinions on that? Yeah, when you look at fear, anxiety, and stress, there's many places it comes from. There's the people that buy into Caesar Milan's kind of techniques where it's, it's flooding a pet, it's intimidating a pet, it's making them so wary of being jerked or pushed or kicked with a prong collar, a shock collar, with kicked with their foot, jerked on a leash, that they, they bow to their will. But these pets are damaged. And often their the fear, anxiety, and stress that they experience comes out in unexpected and, and serious ways. So you've got to find a trainer and work with a trainer that does, does positive reward-based training. And Dr. Prim, you and I know of some studies comparing pets that left a shelter and went to a practice where they did 
this kind of negative training, the, the abusive kind of training. And after two years studying these pets, only a little over 30% of those pets were still in the home. The rest were relinquished to the shelter. Then they did a test using positive reward-based training from these shelter pets going to this hospital. And after two years, 93% of those pets were still in the home. So really, as we started this journey, you know, years ago, it started out just the emotional well-being of dogs and cats going to the veterinarian. And now we're seeing that really the veterinarian puts the pet's emotional well-being in bubble wrap. And we send them to a trainer that has gone through fear-free training. You can go to fearfreehappyhomes.com and look on the website and find a fear-free veterinarian near you. Find a trainer that's gone through fear-free certification. By the end of the year, you can go to fear-free happy homes and find a fear-free groomer, fear-free dog walker, fear-free boarding. But really with our fear-free shelter certification coming on by the end of the year, you'll be able to adopt a pet at a fear-free shelter. It will live in a fear-free happy home. It will go to a fear-free veterinary and be referred to a fear-free trainer, fear-free groomer, fear-free boarding, fear-free daycare. And, you know, for those of us like yourself and myself who always had this love of animals and wanted to protect them and nurture them and celebrate the bond with people, it's just neat to see now how it's manifest itself that we can look at physical and emotional well-being and also look at enrichment and really uh, help every pet live a happy, healthy, full life. We're going to be back in just a moment after a word from our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode. Rover.com. Rover, the dog people. It's the largest network of five-star pet sitters and dog walkers in North America. If you have dogs, and like me, you're working during the day and can't get home to walk your fur babies, you can just use the Rover app on your Android or iPhone and find a five-star dog walker. Book them, favorite them, and even pay them all through the app. And I know if I'm going away for the weekend or even taking a five-day cruise, I can use the same Rover app to book a pet sitter. By using Rover, my dog walker or pet sitter is trusted, background checked, and is backed by Rover's premium insurance and 24-7 support. And if my dog and I want to meet my pet sitter or dog walker beforehand, we can do that too with a free meet and greet. I personally like that I can get pictures of my dog, a map of her walk, and updates right on the app. It's so cool. We have a special offer for Pet Life Radio listeners, too. Get $25 off your first booking by going to rover.com forward slash Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio is all one word. And use the promo code Pet Life Radio. So once again, go to rover.com forward slash Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio is all one word. And use promo code PETLIFERADIO. Three words for the code and get $25 off your first booking. It's a possum deal. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. And today I have Dr. Marty Becker. So I think this book is such an excellent resource because it kind of confronts some dog rearing myths about punishment and about shot collars and about dominant behavior. These things, I just don't agree with some of these things and, and your book reaffirms my opinions. But I think for all of the dog lovers out there, this book is like your handbook on helping your pet 
be happy and be well adjusted to the best of their ability. There are some things in here that I think particularly are interesting. Marty, what about people that think animals behave in a spiteful way? (laughs) Isn't that funny how you hear that, that they're out to like the cat that urinates in your suitcase or on your bed because you've been gone or the pet that punishes you for leaving by doing separation anxiety and biting the doorway off. There's logical explanations why they do that. Like for cats, by the way, this book is designed for dogs, but a suitcase and your bedding has the highest concentration of your scent. And that's why pets are, are drawn to those areas. We've learned a lot about even the use of pheromones and how you take these pets that become, you know, when humans have fear, anxiety, and stress, they can get in more kind of benign destructive behaviors like, you know, chewing their fingernails too short, or they can do things that that manifest itself in really destructive ways with, you know, excessive drinking or drug use or sexual promiscuity or overspending. But for these pets, we've really delved inside of the animal mind through all of these experts. And, And I know for myself now, you know, this started for me in 2009, listening to Board of Veterinary Behaviorists. And one of the things I used to see in the hospital was a dog that just come in and lay down and close its eyes. I always thought that was good. I thought, oh my gosh, that dog is so calm. It just went in and was like going to sleep in there. Oh, look at him. This is awesome. That's the worst thing a dog can experience. It's called collapsing immobility. So that dog has in the call the defense cascade. So the first thing is fight or flight. So like if we heard a, a gunshot or a scream, you look, then it's fight or flight. And finally, when you think you're going to die, you get in what's called collapsing immobility. So the cat that's frozen and not moving, the dog that's laying on the floor with his eyes closed. The human analogy would be somebody that is like in uh, Syria, you know, you're in an orange jumpsuit and you're, there's a film crew there and you hear Jihadi John, the Englishman that was involved with a lot of these beheadings. Why don't you run? You don't run because you're in collapsing, collapsing immobility. But one thing, Dr. Prim, I'd like to mention too is, you know, sometimes it can be pheromones that work, like using a daptyl or feel away. Other times it's compression garments, like a thunder shirt. Sometimes it's chill pills or nutraceuticals. I know that you use like Zilkane that I use. Sometimes it's changing your cleaning products that you use in something that doesn't cause pets to, to go nose blind. But one of the things that I'm really, really excited about is we have prescription products and some people are so hesitant to use it. And we like to start out using synthetic versions of pheromones and nutraceuticals. But if they don't work or they're not working enough, we really have some great options out there now to use some generic products, generic Xanax, uh, using a lot of gabapentin, using a lot of trazodone, things that we do. And there's also an FDA-approved product called Celio. It's for noise phobias, but it can be used off-label for a lot of different fear, anxiety, and stress. But you cannot, you should not, cannot let your pet suffer through thunderstorm season or be scared enough that it'll run through a plate grass window or run right through a fence because of 4th of July when there's all these solutions available from your veterinarian like Celio. Well, I'm so glad that you, that was my next question and my next pitch for the book because you talk about thunderstorm phobias and you talk about different areas where specific animals can have issues and you tell pet owners what they can do and you kind of open the toolbox so that they have options. And I just feel like it may save some homes because people relinquish pets for behavioral issues. So I just thank you for writing this book. 
And I love that you also talk about enrichment. And before we run out of time, I want to touch on enrichment because I think it's not done enough. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I have a, I have to live in northern Idaho where there's wolves. And every dog, even though your little Pekingese or toy poodle or, or golden doodle, it doesn't look much like a wolf. They're all derived from a wolf. And it takes six steps to eat in the wild. You never see a corpulent coyote or a waddling wolf with a big deer gut by the road and going, oh, my God, I got I to gotta lay off the, the rabbits, man. I'm getting too fat. They're hungry. They wake up hungry. 80% of their waking hours are spent in pursuit of food. They got to detect it, pursue it, apprehend it, kill it, compete with the pack, and finally eat. And a good example is enrichment. When you just take the food out of the refrigerator and plop it in a bowl or pour some kibble out into a bowl, you're going right to step six, which is eat. That takes a kindergarten degree. So here's this animal that's born for movement with this incredible brain to find supper, to eat, is now dumbed down and dumbed down ends up with boredom and boredom ends up with obesity and behavior problems. So you've got to use food dispensing devices or food puzzles. We've been doing this for about eight years now in our own home at North Idaho, almost Hollywood Ranch in North Idaho. But you're not just feeding the body, but you're feeding the brain. The brain comes alive as they do this. We I guess the equivalent of a non-lethal hunt in the home. One other thing too, Catherine, is you know talk to your veterinarian about. You look on fear-free happy homes and find if you have a fear-free veterinarian. One of the other things I like that we're doing in fear-free is handling vaccines. You know, humans hate needles more than anything else in human, might, some people call it human health care. And that's why people don't get flu shots and why people don't get their blood drawn to have different testing done to keep on medications because they're terrified of needles. I know you do the same thing we do. You know, we use a, a line of vaccine that is a reduced volume so it doesn't hurt as much when you put it in. We change needles. Now there's a brand new sharp needle, same size you use for infants in a hospital. The needles are hidden under a towel that's spritzed with pheromones so the pet owner and the pet don't see it. And you and I both have a, a mutual friend that I got this idea from named Dr. Jonathan Bloom, but we'll either do a smiley face or write the pet's name out in easy cheese or a little peanut butter or something else. And while the pet is licking its own name or a smiley face off or, or licking some whipped cream out of an ice cream cone using a distraction technique, that's when we then vaccinate them. And the great problem we have is a lot of times the pet, the pet owner don't know we've even vaccinated it. Well, so that's my personal favorite part of Fearful to Fear Free is visiting the vet. But my listeners are dog lovers at large. And I wanted to mention that the book covers things like giving medications at home, preparing your pet to go to the groomer. How should your pet interact with children? What about dog parks? All kinds of things, separation anxiety, and all of these different areas where dog owners you just need a little help, and this book covers it. So I encourage everyone to go out and buy the book, read the book. Marty, can you tell us how they can find the book? I always encourage people to go to the local bookstore if they can, but also it's at Amazon.com, and they got a pretty good discount. So if you're an Amazon Prime customer, it's a pretty a pretty good reason to buy it there. It's doing really well. It's been in the past only about a couple of weeks, and at times, it's in the 200 best-selling books of all of Amazon and number one in its category. And I think of all the books I've written in the past, I think this is the one that I'm the most proud of and I think is going to help the most pets live a happy, healthy, full life. 
Well, I agree. I think it is a very, very helpful resource for dog lovers, and I appreciate you writing it. I also appreciate you taking the time to come and and share with us about all of these very, very important things. So I encourage, again, everybody to go out and find this book and also reach out to me. I'm on Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter if you have questions or you can't find the book or anything that you want to know. I'm out there, and thank you so much, Marty, for your time and for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Prep. I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours, so it's always a pleasure to come on your show. Well, thanks so much, and have everybody go out there and raise the rough. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>